Hey, everybody. Welcome to our podcast. I'm Jason. And I'm Karen. And I'm Chandler. And I'm Robert. And I'm Jeffrey. (laughs) Well done. And this is the Walking Dead cast, episode 15. It's our all-interview episode. We've got Chandler Riggs, who plays Carl. We've got Robert Kirkman, of course, the writer and creator of The Walking Dead, and uh, Jeffrey DeMunn, who plays Dale. And you'll hear Karen with me uh, on with Chandler Riggs and Robert Kirkman. And then because of a scheduling mix up, I had to do uh, Jeffrey a different day. Totally my fault. And so uh, Karen wasn't available. So I called in Doug, who you might remember. He was on a while back to talk about anime. So these were a blast to do. Uh, I tried to stay away from spoilers. Um, I do talk about the comic a little bit. Uh, right in the middle of Robert Kirkman's interview, he just goes spoiler crazy and starts talking about stuff that happens in the comic. So I stuck a little uh, warning in there and I give you some time to pause and move ahead. And I tell you exactly how much time it's a minute and 45 seconds of spoilersness. So when you uh, are listening to the Kirkman interview and if you haven't read the comic and you don't want to be spoiled, be sure to listen for that part so you can skip ahead. Uh, I, I hope you do listen to the Kirkman interview though, because he's such a funny guy and, uh, I thought it was a really good one. So all that said, let's get started with Chandler Riggs. Uh, so we're super excited to have, uh, another one of the stars of the walking dead on Chandler Riggs, who, as everyone knows, plays Carl. Hi Chandler. Hi Jason. And, um, I just first of all want to say congratulations on how successful the show is. You must be really happy about that, eh? Yeah. Do you do you pay attention to the ratings? Uh, yeah, especially my dad. I mean, uh, every day he searches, he googles The Walking Dead, and um, a bunch of stuff comes up. He just clicks on all of them, reads all the reviews, all the news, and all that. And your family, are they like, I mean, were you guys actually surprised at how successful it is? Oh, I know. Yeah. I'm stoked (laughs) (laughs) because we're doing this show and it's like, all right, now, you know, a a lot of more people are going to be watching it. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm kind of, I was especially excited to have you on because, um, I don't really hear a lot of young, you know, kid actors in interviews, have you been doing a lot of interviews for this? Uh, yeah. Have you met anybody super famous? Um, I guess Robert Duvall and Bill Murray can say that. Yeah, they're pretty famous. <laughs> <laughs> did you did you uh, chat with Bill Murray much? Um, sort of. Like what? What did What did he say? Um, Do you remember? He um, uh, he's actually a funny person in real life. Um, my dad wanted to take a picture with him, and uh, uh-huh. he kind of made a joke about my mom, but really? um, it was actually pretty funny. <laughs> I can't remember exactly what it was, but... That's pretty cool. Yeah, I'd love... He's one of my favorites. Did you see Zombieland? Yes, I have. My dad was actually... Um, was... Uh, you know when Bill Murray gets up and uh, starts walking down the hall? Yeah, as a zombie? Yeah, that's that's my dad. Yeah. What? Yeah. Cool. Really? <laughs> He's a stand-in zombie. What? Uh, yeah. Your dad's a stand-in zombie? <laughs> has, has your dad been um, on, on the Walking Dead set? Uh, yeah, he brings me to the, he bring me to the set a few times. But he hasn't been a stand-in zombie yet? 
no, he has not. <laughs> uh, that that makes me that that brings up something. I I haven't noticed whether or not there's any kid zombies. Have you? Uh-uh. The only one I've seen was uh, Addie Miller at the beginning. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally forgot about that. The adorable little girl zombie. She was great. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Do you? So, are you a, a zombie movie aficionado? Have you seen a lot of zombie movies? I have. Yeah. And which one's your favorite? Oh wait, I've seen so many. I'm not really sure. You know. Are you sick of them? <laughs> not really. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Of all the the characters in the show, it looks to me like three of them in particular just practically. Well, first of all, have you have you read the comic, The Walking Dead? Yeah, I'm actually reading the second and third uh, hardback cover book, the cover of The Walking Dead right now. Okay, so you're pretty far into it, huh? Yeah. And what do you think of it? Oh, I love it. W- what do you like about it? I mean, it's just. The story, I mean, it, it's amazing. Uh-huh. You got into it, huh? Now, um, of all the characters in the show, it looks to me like three of them in particular, just like somebody had practically ripped them right out of the pages of the comic because they look so close and they, 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 they seem similar. Can you guess which three I'm thinking of? Uh, Steven, obviously. Yeah. Sarah. Yeah. <laughs> And Which one? Wait, what was the second one? Sarah. You said? Sarah. Who who does she play? Lori. Lori. Oh, Lori. Right, right, right. She's da- she's dang close, but I was thinking of you actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> and also Jim, the mechanic guy. You know what? The yeah. one thing. One one thing that uh, you are missing uh, that uh, Carl has that you don't is he's missing one of his front teeth. Um, Did you notice yeah. that? Yeah, so, I noticed that. I can't believe that you didn't you didn't take out one of your front teeth to uh, really get into the character. <laughs> Aren't you a devoted actor? <laughs> Just um, kidding. So, so uh, when you when you play your role, do you think about how Carl is in the comic and and you know try to copy that very much, or do you not think? Yeah, about you do. He'd react to a lot of stuff that's going on around him. What do you, what kind of a person is he? Do you think? Um, you know, so many things to think about when you're actually doing the role. Just be the character. You're you're really getting into this whole actor thing. Do you think you're going to be an actor for the rest of your life? Yeah, probably. So you're you're really liking it, huh? Yeah, yeah. I love what do it. you like about it? Um, it's just being the fun of it, you know. Mm-hmm. Getting to play all the time. Yeah. Hey, hey. <laughs> Did you? S- uh, sorry, um, Chandler. Can you tell us uh, what it's like to be on the set? Oh man, it's awesome. I mean, the, first you have to start with the food. I mean, the <laughs> catering was. <laughs> I mean, the catering was amazing. The food was great. Loved it. <laughs> But um, <laughs> what's the best thing? What's the best food item that you have on the set? Oh golly, either the fish or the ribs. <laughs> Which is perfect <laughs> for a zombie set. I know, I know. 
<laughs> Chew on a couple ribs. I mean, that's perfect. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Do you eat with the zombies? Uh, not, not really. They use Carl's character isn't around the zombies as much. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so. true. So I read uh, an interview you did recently where they asked you if you were scared and you said that <clears throat> it, not really because you think that, you know, it, you know, they're not real. And especially when you see them in their makeup. But I was wondering, do you ever, while you're acting around the zombies, try to imagine that they are real? Yeah. Yeah. And do you feel scared when you do that? A little bit. A little bit, but not too bad, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just really creepy, you know? I can imagine. I mean, I would I would actually love that, even though I'd be scared at the same time. <laughs> Jason, you imagine what real people are like as zombies. <laughs> yeah, that's right. All the time. All the time. <laughs> Chandler, what, what, uh, are, are girls treating you any differently now that you're a big, big time actor? <laughs> um, not really. I mean, I, I just don't want to be treated differently, really. You don't. Yeah, that's cool. So, do you? So, are your friends? Do they watch the show? Yeah, some of them do. Not all of them, of course. And what has their reaction been? Uh, they say it's so gross and stuff. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it is gross. I love it. <laughs> Have you? So, you've been watching the episodes as they come out. Yeah, yeah. And I actually saw the first episode um, for premiering at the Cinerama Dome in L.A. That was pretty cool. With all the other actors and everything? Yeah. That's awesome. Sweet. Did you get to That's walk so down cool. a red carpet? Um, you know, in Hollywood, all, when you go to the premieres, you walk down the red carpet and all the photographers yeah, take yeah. a picture and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't get interviewed, though. You didn't? No. Were all the other actors getting interviewed? Yeah. Yeah. I wonder why they didn't interview you. Oh, me neither. They're intimidated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, when you when you watch the episodes, does anything uh, surprise you about how it turned out? Yeah. I mean, you can kind of tell when it's special effects, though. When they shoot him in the head, you know? Yeah. Oh, like the computer blood? Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, the special effects are amazing. Don't get me wrong. I agree. Um, and, I mean, Greg, he, he's just an amazing special effects artist. I mean, it, it doesn't get better than that, you know? I know. He's got a long list of all these special effects movies that he's been a part of, right? Yeah. Um. So, did you study acting, and how did you get to be such a good actor? I never really went to any acting classes. I went, um, golly, there was one thing in New York that I went to. It was kind of a little work, theatrical workshop. Uh And, uh, I went to an improv class, uh, down at Kelly's Casting in Atlanta. Uh How did you like that? Having to come up with stuff right in the moment like that? Oh, it was really fun. I loved it. Do you have any actors that you look up to that you want to maybe be like? Probably Matt Damon. Uh-huh. He's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he just 
does. Yeah, I just think that he's a really good actor. He's fun to watch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Are you? I, I haven't seen that you've been to any like comic conventions with the other actors. Do you think you'll you'll do that? I hope so. I haven't been invited to any of them yet. You're kidding. <laughs> I wonder why that is. And I would have loved to have seen you at that one. You actually came up in conversation. Um, I went to San Diego Comic-Con and people were asking uh, Frank Darabont, you know, what, what's this going to be like for Chandler Riggs? Is he going to be okay and everything? They were worried about you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you sound fine, though. Okay. Karen, do you have any uh, more anything else you want to ask Chandler? Yeah, I have one. I have one quick question for Chandler. I read that you like video games. What's your favorite video game? Probably uh, Halo Reach. I really want Call of Duty Black Ops, but uh, <laughs> I can wait. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that Halo uh, Reach just came out recently, right? I heard it's actually the best Halo. Do you agree with that? Yeah. I I agree completely, but the bad part is is that that was the that's the last uh, Halo game that Bungie's gonna make. So yeah, I, I, they're I guess they're working on something else secret now. Yeah, I heard that. Maybe too. it'll be just as good. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. I hope, I hope so. it's just as good. <laughs> okay, so now it's time for just a few little lightning round questions, um, like a quick one. Are you ready for that? Yeah. Okay. What do you like about zombies? Uh, just that they're they were dead before and they came back to life. It's pretty cool. <laughs> What's the scariest movie you've ever seen? You know what? I don't think I really have one. I mean, I've seen so many. Probably like the jumpiest one was is probably like Paranormal Activity. Oh yeah, oh, that's yeah. jumpy, all right. That yeah. is one of the scariest movies I've ever seen, too. Uh, what is your favorite zombie on the show, The Walking Dead? Favorite zombie? Probably Melissa. Melissa. She was the girl. She was, yeah, she was the bicycle girl. Oh, yeah, yeah, she was yeah. great. She was awesome. Yeah. Uh, okay, I, I was debating whether I, to ask this one, but will Carl marry Sophia? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, a couple more. What's better, dogs or cats, and why? Cats. I like them because uh, they're really independent. Ah, that is totally why I also like cats. Because then yeah. if you get them to be your friend, it's like you did something special. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then the final question. What is the first thing that you will do after the coming zombie apocalypse? Really? Not sure. I don't really have a... Zombie, uh, zombie survival plan, I guess. Yeah. I hope your dad does then. Okay. Uh, thanks so much, Chandler. Oh, there's one, there's actually one rule that we have on our show and that's that, um, every guest has to make a zombie sound here. I'm going to play a Steven Yuns for you. Here we go. (laughs) Pretty good. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, now it's your turn. Oh, that's great. That was pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) That's one of the best. (laughs) Well done. Uh, Okay. 
Okay, Chan- Chandler, thanks thanks a lot for coming on. We totally appreciate Thank it. Thank you, Chandler. Thank you. Good luck with the show. All we'll right. be watching. Take care. Thank you. Right. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye. So we have Robert Kirkman here, creator of everything The Walking Dead. Thanks so much for coming on, Robert. We really appreciate it. Well, it's good to be here. I, I hope this is uh, one of the good podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry, no. No, sorry. <laughs> uh, should, should be fun, though. <laughs> so uh, the show's uh, kind of successful, huh? I, you know, it, it kind of is. It's uh, a little terrifying, I'll be honest. I mean... <laughs> You always want to you always want to have a good TV show, and I think we've got a good TV show, and that's fun, and I'm happy with that. But uh, having a successful TV show, that's you know things start getting a little you know tense then. So I don't know, man. I don't know what we're gonna do. Yeah, think <laughs> about us, man. We we're doing a podcast on it, so. <laughs> Uh, so, so, uh, your story is amazing. You're, you're, you're a young comic creator and you kind of made a book that's what if the zombie movie just kept on going modeled after the seminal zombie movies made by George Romero. And now I think that you're actually destined to be remembered right up there with Romero as one of the like zombie masters. Have you thought about it that way? Uh, no, not really. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, that's neat and all, but, uh, yeah, I don't sit here thinking, oh, you know, I, uh, oh, yeah, I don't really consider myself to be anywhere close to in the league with Romero as far as, uh, you know, accomplishments in the zombie genre, but, uh, hey, I'll take it. Whatever. <laughs> I mean, I think right now everybody's eyes are on, are on the walking dead and it's pretty amazing what's happening, but let's move on. So the episode that you wrote number four is about to air. How, how are you feeling about that? I feel pretty good. I mean, it's, uh, you know, I think it's a fun episode. I think people are going to dig it. Uh, it's, uh, you know, there's a little bit of things uh, in there that uh, aren't from the comic book, and, and I'm I'm happy with that. I, I, I You know, it was a lot of fun to write something new with The Walking Dead, and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's a cool episode. It's got a lot, of, a lot of neat stuff in it, and I think people are going to dig it. I'm hoping for a bloodbath. I think that you may get your wish. Yeah! All right! <laughs> um. So I'm wondering, yeah, well, that sort of leads me to the next thing. Why, why don't zombies eat people in The Walking Dead? Uh, they do. They just haven't gotten a chance yet. They would do with humans the same thing that they did with the horse on the pilot episode. Uh, it's just taken them some time to, uh, to get a hold of somebody. So, <laughs> you know, I think, uh, I think as we move forward, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll see a little bit of that. <laughs> Good to know. Um, so now that the show is fully realized, I know you've been kind of flirting with doing a TV show for a long time now that it's done. Is, is it different or the same as what you thought it would be? Uh, well, I, 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 it's nothing like, I, I had no expectations. So it's kind of a hard question to answer. I, uh, uh, you know, I, 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 was happy that Frank was wanting to be involved because I knew from his body of work that he would do a good job with it. And, um, you know, I I would like to think that the show would be good, but you know, maybe I didn't expect that it would be this good and this well received. I think it's, uh, 
greatly exceeding any expectations I had uh, for its success, you know, while we were actually in the process of making it. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I never thought in a million years that a show would actually get made. So the fact that a show exists is just surprising as hell. So, so yeah, it's, it's definitely a surreal, you know, very weird experience for me. I've been reading since issue seven and I'm, I just have to say, I'm really happy for you, man. It's been awesome to watch this whole thing. Oh, well, thanks, man. Yeah. I, I, you know, pretty cool. That's pretty cool. So what's it like being on the set? Is it, it, it must be kind of crazy. It, yeah. It's a little bizarre just because, you know, one, uh, I'm walking around surrounded by a bunch of people that, you know, look just like the drawings from the comic books. And then two, uh, okay, I'm interrupting here because Robert's about to give a couple of pretty big spoilers if you haven't read the comic. <clears throat> so I'm going to give you guys a chance to pause it and move ahead so you don't hear those. So get ready. When I say now, if you don't want to hear the spoilers, uh, hit pause and then just move ahead. I, I figured it out. It's exactly one minute and 46 seconds ahead. So ready now. And then two... Uh, I've killed most of these characters, so, uh, <laughs> but it's kind of weird to, uh, you know, walk by Emma Bell and be like, oh yeah, sorry. I'm really sorry, you know, and then, uh, you know, Dale, you know, I see Jeffrey DeMond and it's like, oh man, I totally cut your legs off, dude, that's not cool. Uh, so, uh, you know, I've, I've kind of put these guys through the ringer and it's, it's almost like they've come to life and, you know, I almost expect them to be angry at me, you know, like, oh, come on, man. Like my hand, you really wanted to cut my hand off? That's not cool, dude. Why would you do that? Well, Asshole. <laughs> um, when you watch the show, which character seems most to you like they just jumped right out of the comic? <clears throat> Uh, well, obviously, you know, people have talked about this a lot, but uh, Stephen Young is a spitting image of Glenn. I mean, Definitely. Uh, oh, yeah. when he arrived on set for the first time, uh, Andrew Lincoln came over to him to introduce himself, and uh, I immediately pulled my phone out and started snapping photos because I was like, this is, you know, this is the moment where Rick and Glenn are meeting in real life, and I'm mm -hmm. totally standing three feet away, and... I can't believe I'm actually, you know, seeing this. And, you know, it, it was really kind of kind of cool. I mean, it's really bizarre how every actor on the show, uh, you know, very much resembles the way they look in the comic book. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it makes it that much stranger to be on set and, you know, thinking, oh, you know, Sarah Wayne Kelly, you know, you, you, you look just like that comic book character I, uh, you know, basically cut in half with gunfire. So. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert. Uh, Karen, Karen hasn't read that far. I was trying to hide that from her. But... Uh, you know, I was just a little disappointed, though, that you didn't um, you didn't poke uh, Chandler's front tooth out. I mean, I, I was really hoping that he looked just like that kid. He looks very much like he does in the comic sure books. He does. Uh, yeah. It, that, yeah, it's. I got to talk to him a bunch. He's a, he's a really cool kid. I can't wait to see him, uh, you know, walking around wearing the cowboy hat all the time. I know, I know, <laughs> I know, I know. He's got a shirt on that has one of your other comic characters. Is that right? Uh, technically, yes. <laughs> we won't talk about that. Um, I, so. it, it's one of those. It's one of those things where. Uh, uh, you know, that's kind of a science dog shirt, but AMC doesn't own the rights to science dogs, so they technically did that illegally. So, oh. you know, whatever. 
but uh, I think I think it's I think it's cool, and I don't really plan on suing him anytime soon, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um. Let's move on. In the preface to the first volume in the Walking Dead comic, you wrote, quote, I'm not trying to scare anybody, but uh, I think the show's kind of scary. Do you, do you think it is? Yeah, I mean, one of the things that I was trying to say with that is that you know, I recognize that there are limitations that comic books have because there's no motion and there's no sound. And, yeah. you know, that's how most scares in horror, uh, you know, movies and stuff are, are generated. Uh, and you can't, you don't even get the uh, the sense of, you know, mood and, and surprise that you would get out of a novel because you can see everything, you know, as you're reading it you know you can see the pictures ahead of time and you know what's coming for the most part and so yeah i was basically just trying to say that i was trying to do a survival story and and i think it's a television show because it does have motion and sound ends up being probably a little bit more scary than the comic book is but uh, i still hear from people that say the comic book is scary so maybe i was just uh apologizing for something that i didn't need to apologize for (laughs) do you i mean when you watch the show do you appreciate that added element of it being scarier yeah it's it's really cool and i I had a lot of fun conversations with Greg Nicotero because I was able to tell him a lot of things that I would have liked to have done in the in the, the comic book, but sure. couldn't. Just uh, different weird ways that I wanted zombies to move and, uh, you know, sounds that I wanted them to make and stuff like that. So uh, uh, that, that was, you know, a lot of fun. Um, speaking of that, I've heard, I've read that you said Darabont, you know, he, you've liked some of the changes that he's made and you kind of slapped yourself on the forehead and said, you wish you would have done that. What do you have one in particular that, that you liked a lot? Uh, well, the way he expanded Morgan's, uh, you know, relationship with his wife yeah. and the scene where, you know, you know, couldn't kill her. Uh, oh, I mentioned that his wife had died in a comic book, but that's kind of really all I did, and I moved on. And so, you know, that that's a really powerful scene that I wish I had, you know, had the wherewithal to work in the comic book. And then, you know, another example is in the also in the pilot when Rick uh, uh, shoots the bicycle zombie uh, in the head. He before he shoots her, he says, uh, "I'm sorry this happened to you." And uh, I wish I had done that in the comic book because he doesn't really say anything in the comic book. He just goes and he kills her. And the idea was that he had pity on her and, you know, actually had pity for a zombie and, you know, wanted to put her out of her misery. But uh, there were times when, you know, I would get letters on the comic and they'd be like, why did he go kill that zombie? What's going on? I don't understand. And, uh, you know, I I would think back and say, oh, you know, I I wish I had put a line of dialogue in there. so when I saw that in the pilot, I said, oh, well, look at that. He did it. You know, like, why didn't I think of that? What a bunch of crap. So um, we have a little bit of a lightning round here. Quick questions. You ready? I'll, I'll answer them as slowly as possible just to mess with you. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, number one, what do you like about zombies? Uh, I don't know. They look cool. Okay. What's the worst mistake to make around a zombie? Um, it, you know, not noticing them. <laughs> What's your favorite comic book? Uh, Savage Dragon. Can I be a zombie? No. <laughs> I, I knew you were going to say that. We knew you were going to say that. <laughs> what would make you even happier than having this show? Uh, having two shows. <laughs> <laughs> what zombie question have you never been asked? Um, well, 
have no clue. I will say the one that I've been asked too much that I hate is uh, who would win in a fight, vampires or zombies? And uh, I, I, you know, I, you have to say vampires because vampires have superpowers and would totally kick zombies' asses if there was, you know, vampires around. But uh, uh, I like zombies better, so I, I hate, like, turning on my own kind. But, uh, you know, you've got to answer that. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Uh, okay, and then the final, last question. What's the first thing that you will do after the coming zombie apocalypse? <laughs> Uh, jump off a bridge. <laughs> I, I've been writing this comic for seven years. I don't want to live in this world. That's ugh, no way. Terrifying. It does seem like a drag. Yeah, that's no fun. Killing people and trying to survive and keeping your kids safe and running out of food. Look, there's no cheeseburgers in the zombie apocalypse. I'm not going to make it. There are no cheeseburgers in the zombie apocalypse. That's a good tagline. It really, really is. So we have one rule on our show. Every guest has to do a zombie sound. So we have Charlie Adler did a zombie sound for us. Stephen Ewan did one. And Chandler did. So Robert, can you give us a zombie sound? Okay, you guys ready? Are you recording? We're ready. We're ready. Okay, here we go. <laughs> that is the worst zombie sound I've ever heard. <laughs> but I, I think it's my favorite. <laughs> okay, man. Thanks a lot for coming on. We totally appreciate it. Thanks, Robert. Thank you all very much. Take it easy. Good luck. Bye. All right, we're, we're about to jump into an interview with Jeffrey DeMunn here, and uh, unfortunately, Karen can't be available, so I brought in my secret weapon, Doug. Hello, everyone. Hello, <laughs> deadheads. I'm deadheads. Okay, now we got Jeffrey DeMunn, who plays Dale on The Walking Dead, as everyone knows, and who's also a longtime collaborator with Frank Dermott. We're really excited to have you on the show. Thanks for coming on, Jeffrey. You betcha. It's a pleasure. One of the things that I really love about the show so far is that it pulls images right from the comic. Like in particular, I like how Dale looks so iconic standing on top of that trailer. And uh, it's one of my favorite images so far. Have you read the comic? I've uh, read, uh, I, I got the compendium and read some of it. I didn't want to go too far because I wanted to see which way, how our scripts were going to go, which dire- direction they were going to take. Uh, so I read some of it. And uh, now I pretty much go by the script. So do you use what you've read in the comic to inform the char- how you play the character, or are you mostly just focusing on the scripts now? I'm very much concentrating on the scripts. Yeah, I, uh, I learned long ago that you can, you can do your background work, do your prep work, but ultimately it's the word that's written that you've uh, you got to use. So uh, I've just been relying on the scripts. I imagine, too, that over time you kind of need to listen to the show and see how it's evolving and let that guide you too, right? That's it, exactly. Has anyone spoiled for you what's coming up ahead in the comic for your character? Oh, I've, I've heard uh, people have dropped little hints here and there of what might happen. But as, as you know, uh, 
Frank, I, Frank has this wonderful image. Of, he said, I'm like a dog being taken for a walk, and I go and I just investigate here and there and here and there. on a, It's a set path, this walk, but he sort of goes and investigates a thing for a while. Uh-huh. That's, that's what we're doing. That's what the scripts are doing. But yes, I've had people mention a couple of things that I uh, imagine may take place in the future. <laughs> So the show is, as everyone knows by now, a, a huge hit. I think, I mean, it's kind of a surprise that it's this big, isn't it? I suppose it is, yeah. I don't think that uh, anybody qu- quite expected it. Uh, but it, it, it turns out to be a, a wonderful serendipity of, of the combining of these wonderful human stories that, that they're writing and the and the zombies and it, yeah they're both interesting and uh, it being uh, a Darabont production it's well done they do it well so yeah yeah, yeah. I mean it, it, it seems like you know for once a really quality television show is finally getting its dues you know I think people really see that it's sort of a step above sort of the typical TV fair yeah and I think people are, are responding to that they really enjoy it I, I notice, uh, I can hear it in your voice now too, Jeffrey, that when you're doing these behind the scenes kind of teaser clips that I've seen on AMC, that you seem really thoughtful about expressing what the show's about and what kind of questions it brings up. And it just makes me wonder, are you like that about all the projects you work on? Or is there something in particular about The Walking Dead that brings out that kind of thought, thoughtful questioning? Oh, I, I suppose that that's built into the profession uh, and I've been doing it long enough now. Uh, there's nothing glib about the profession, and it whether you're working on Death of a Salesman or or Walking Dead, it's a there's a lot of a lot of depth to be found and truth to be found. I was thinking today, actually, uh, this is apropos, I suppose, of nothing, but of, of a thing that Cagney said. I. Uh, Someone asked him, you know, what? How do you act? What is acting? And he said, you, "This is a, a, a rough re-saying of it that you, uh, you you plant your feet on the ground and uh, you look the other guy in the eye and you tell the truth, and and that ain't easy," is uh-huh. what he said. And uh, yeah. I was thinking of that this morning. Uh, yeah, it ain't easy, but that's yeah. I, I suppose that's a long way of answering. Uh, but yes, I typically. Uh, the way you're you're speaking right now is also just reminding me of some lines <clears throat> that I've heard from Dale in the show. Actually, I'm a little bit uh, so far. It feels like we haven't gotten to know Dale as well as I wish. There's just been some sort of tantalizing teases. But one interesting thing he said was when they were around the campfire and and Rick's trying to describe his experience of the zombie apocalypse, and Dale says. Words can be bigger things. Sometimes they fall short. Yeah. So I'm wondering, is that is that poetic or is it folksy or or both? I think that he is, as this develops, he is uh, a man who has a sort of a special relationship with words and with thoughts expressed in words. Uh, I think he's read a lot of books and cares about them. Yeah. One of the things as they were putting together the uh, the RV, I said, "Put books in there. We need books." Um, 
so that's just something that is developing for Dale. So you're you're taking an active role in that, huh? How, how what kind of a person he is? Yes, that's cool. Yeah. Do you um, know all about Dale's backstory? Well, I'm. To be honest, I'm I'm doing a little mix and match. I know a little bit of the backstory, um, and I. But I'm in terms of that, I'm primarily focusing on the loss of. Uh, of his his wife and partner of of many years, hmm. and uh, how that what their life was like, and and what was taken away when she uh, when she died, and uh, and going on from there. So that's and, and filling in as I go, saying, "Hmm, boy, wouldn't it be interesting if?" Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and there are still enough unanswered questions that I can. Uh, as I go along, I can sort of pick and choose what I want in terms of answers. So do you have any sort of um, other characters or um, other people that you draw upon to sort of make up the Dale character? A little bit my dad. Yeah? A little bit, yeah. What, like what, what about that? Oh, he had a pleasure like, in words. Yeah. And... Um, To me, uh, he see, he does seem very authoritative and fatherly. That's yeah. really coming across. Yeah, I find myself uh, really watching over everybody. Yeah, and, and keeping track of them. And, and yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it seems like Dale is more interested in the, you know, um, sort of the the active role of keeping everything together and not really trying to get drawn into all the drama that's swirling around exactly and you know really just trying to you know focus on the survival aspect and i i, I it's kind of nice to see that character really um sort of be the grounding force in the in the group yeah he uh also he, I, I i think that having gone through this the, the the loss that he had pretty much his life ended uh, mm-hmm. when that relationship was taken away from him what was left? Not not a lot. And then, in addition, there's an ending that's happening in the world. Right. And I don't quite know how to express this, Jason. But it's just like this is a this is a beginning for him. He's starting a life now, after having right. all the rest of it uh, die away on him. Everything else mm-hmm. that was important has died away, and now it's it's a new world that he's. Trying to look over and 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 uh, nourish and uh, protect, so it's it's fun. Is he okay with doing all that and yet still not really being the guy in charge? Sure. Yes, I think there's a very uh, great difference between being the guy in charge and someone who nourishes. And I think Dale ultimately is a nourisher, and if people are doing things that are bad for them, uh, he would. Uh, try to steer them away into doing things that are more nourishing for them. <laughs> I, uh, yesterday I, when I talked to you on the phone and you, you were a bit upset because I, I, I messed up the time and then I was watching, going back and watching the show and I heard you talking to Glenn when he was driving up in his car with his <laughs> alarm going, <laughs> you're like, you should think about what you're doing. And I'm like, oh, he, he almost said the same thing to me yesterday. <laughs> 
I don't think I was I was nearly that upset with you as I was with <laughs> That's good because I love this show and I'd hate to watch it and think that guy hates me. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I think it's good to be told off by Dale. <laughs> um, well, I have one more question about Dale. What do you think? There's something in particular about Dale that kept him alive while most of the world, the rest of the world, fell to the zombies. Terribly self-reliant man. Hmm. Uh, he's able to make uh, decisions quickly for himself, and I think that that is is someone who's not dismayed by a bad situation, but has an awful lot of um, sort of inner stamina, and 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 uh, he can trust it. He can stand on his own feet. I think that's it. He can survive. He is a survivor. You put him in a tough situation and he'll figure a way. He'll make it work. Uh, I think all of those things. He works hard. He's got a good brain. And uh, he's a survivor. He's he's just a really good guy. Yeah, he's one of my favorite characters in the in the comics, so I'm really excited to see. Are we going to get some, you know, like quality time with Dale before the the first season is out? You get some snippets, yes. Um, yes, you will. Uh, Great. He starts to emerge a little bit and to uh, open up a little bit to uh, to some of the folks. Um, I think this is, if I'm not mistaken, one of the first times that you've had a, a non-guest starring role in a TV series. It is it. Is that right? Yeah. How, how do you feel about that? Well, it's kind of funny to me, Jason. I've been doing this since, geez, what is it, 1971 or something like that. Uh-huh. Wow, have I've sort of flirted with series work before? Um, had a little interest here and there that I thought, well, that might be interesting, but it always scared me off. Um, I was worried about getting tied into a you know a six year contract and uh, how, how would the quality be? All those kinds of questions. In this case, Frank called me. He said he was doing the show. I said, okay. Right away. Right away. Didn't read a word. Didn't. I said, fine, let's go. Because I know that when I work with him, he's, he surrounds himself with such wonderfully talented people, and he himself is so talented. And that uh, it was just easy to say yes. And in, in that way, I sort of backed into it. Do you see what I mean? I didn't start out yeah, with the yeah. idea of here comes a series. Shall I try and get it, or shall right. I shall I do it? I, none of those questions came up. I backed into it because Frank said, "Do you want to come and do this show?" And I said, "Sure." He said, "Atlanta." I said, "Okay." <laughs> Frank, I, uh, we've been doing this podcast for a few months uh, before the show even even premiered, so. You know, to fill up the time we we've been watching some of his movies um, again, The Mist and Green Mile and, and Shawshank Redemption, and uh, all of which you're you're in, and all of these movies I, I think seem to have this sort of flavor in common of this emotional weight, and I'm wondering a if you agree with that, and b how do you think Frank kind of fosters that? They're terribly personal to him, all of them. Um, he, uh, as he has 
changed and developed, that that emotional weight has shifted uh, as as he's changed his feelings about the world. The, I think the movies have shifted. Uh, it's but it's what makes them so wonderful. It's what you're not going in there to um, put on a show. You're going in there to investigate and to and to learn and to feel things that are real and are real for Frank and that's what he's writing about and here it is now it may be set within a context that is terribly dramatic and interesting and it's a very good story it's good storytelling but you're following an emotional life that you can put it in in the majestic you can put it in a you know in a movie theater a little town or you can take it and you can plunk it down in the prison or you can uh, you can put it in a grocery store and it's but it's human beings under some pressure and how they respond. It's, it's really wonderful. Really. Mm-hmm. It, right. I mean, it's so it honest. Sort of, he writes such sort of, honest work. Yeah. It sort of sounds like, um, like theater and sort of like what draws me to theater. Yeah. Sort of like the very personal uh, connection with the actors and the story and sort of seeing it through on um, the journey that, that takes place. Yes. And I, yeah. I have a thing that I, I often, uh, a phrase that I often use when I'm working on a play, say uh, that the idea is, the concept is that if the words are good, if the writing is good, you can put all the weight on them you want. And if the right. writing is weak, then you just got to keep moving because it won't bear your weight. And uh, Frank's writing always bears the weight. It's always, nice. there's a truth underneath it, always. And boy... I find that I never want to let it go. <laughs> right. That's great. I'm going to, uh, we've all, we've been doing these lightning round questions at the end. They're kind of fun. Is is that okay with you? I guess so. We'll see. Okay, here we go. <laughs> what do you like about zombies? What do I like about zombies? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> They're bad through and through. Okay. What is the worst mistake to make around a zombie? Turn your back. What is the scariest movie you've ever seen? Psycho. Do you dream about zombies? Not yet. What is your favorite Frank Darabont movie? Oh boy, Shawshank. And this is the final question. What is the first thing that you will do after the coming zombie apocalypse? Why? Uh, pack my guns. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Tell them the rule. Okay, so then we have on the podcasters, we have one rule is you have to make a zombie sound. Do your best zombie sound. I have to make a zombie sound? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do your best one. All right, my favorite zombie sound would be a thunk when they hit the ground. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that, uh, that was great, Jeffrey. Um, Thanks. That was an excellent talk. I very much enjoyed talking great. with you. Thanks you so too, much Jake. for coming on. I'm glad it worked out. Me too. Very much. All right. Good luck with everything. Thanks a lot. Take care. Okay. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. That's our show. Episode 15. That was totally great and uh i i just think it's so cool we got to do that and i really want to thank all you guys for coming on thank you chandler thank you robert kirkman and thanks to jeffrey demine we appreciate you coming on and uh 
thanks to everybody who listened. We hope to do some more of these interviews, so uh, stay tuned. And in the meantime, if you'd like to give us a call, you can call us at 650-485-DEAD. That's 650-485-3323. We'd love to hear what you thought of these interviews or anything that you guys have been thinking about the show, anything like that. We'd love to hear from you. You can also email us at brains at walkingdeadcast.com or check us out on Twitter, twitter.com slash Jason and Karen, or just go to Facebook and search for Walking Dead Cast. And you can always go to our web- website, walkingdeadcast.com, where we now have a link to some bulletin boards where you can take part in the discussion. So that's it for this episode. Thanks so much for listening. And whatever you do, don't get bit. <laughs>